Hey friend, I am so excited you're here. I'm Marianne Anderson. You might know me from This Loud House on Instagram, and I have a secret to share with you. I'm not really an expert, but I have a ton of friends who are. And each week you can join us for inspiring, fun, and practical tips on how to decorate your home, organize your space, take care of your body, chase those dreams, rock that outfit you just got at Target. And girl, we're going to help you with what the heck to make for dinner too. This is the Life Sunny Side Up Podcast. Welcome. Today, you guys, on the podcast, I have the absolute privilege of sitting down with Jamie Kaufman. She is the creator of MilkAllergyMom.com, and this, you guys, has been such a huge resource, source of encouragement for me personally as I have dealt with severe allergies with my son, Wit, over the past six years. And it's not just for milk allergy moms, but for all allergy moms, and I know that food allergies and seasonal allergies, they're just more prevalent in our kids than ever before. And Jamie has created a space and a community where all of us moms can come together and encourage each other, find recipes, and really be able to deal with the pressure and the lifestyle that is taking care of an allergy kiddo. So y'all get ready for a super fun interview. You're going to get all kinds of inspo and education and encouragement as you travel on your motherhood journey. So if you love this episode, friend, I want you to do three things, okay? First, subscribe, and then that way you never miss an episode. And I'd love to hear your comments, so make sure you leave one of those too. And you can take a screenshot and you can post it on Facebook and Instagram and share with your friends. Make sure that you tag me at This Loud House and you can use the hashtag LifeSunnysideUpPodcast. You guys, I am really giddy about this. I am sitting down with Jamie, milk allergy mom. And Jamie, you for me were a lifeline. I, many of you guys know, Wit, I almost lost him <laughs> um, at eight weeks old when I tried to give him formula. And he is anaphylactic to not only milk, that was the first thing, but lots of things. And I remember desperately searching for help and for community and for support. And I don't even know how I found you, Jamie, but I did. And I have been a follower and a reader of your blog. And I just am so thankful for you. So share with us a little bit about yourself and how Milk Allergy Mom came to be. Tell us the backstory. Sure. Well, that was a really, thank you so much for having me. Should I even admit this is my first podcast? I love it. <laughs> well, I'm starting I, one. So here oh, we go. That is awesome. I love Facebook Live. We connect with our audience a lot on Facebook, but Instagram, we connect with you on there. And it is, it's also a great way. Just the internet alone has just been a godsend for me as an allergy mom. And it sounds like for you as well. I'm so glad we've been able to help you in some way with your situation with food allergies. And it totally rings a bell with me. We also almost lost our son when he was eight months old. So it took a little bit longer for us to figure out what was going on and definitely scary. Uh, I had no idea he was my first baby. 
I guess I'll go into answering your question about what it looked like and how Milk Allergy Mom started. You know, he was just a fussy baby. He was our first baby. We thought newborn babies must be really crabby and clingy and needy. And there were a lot of signs. But again, our audience knows, maybe not yours, that this was 13 years ago. So things were not as prominent as they are today in the allergy world. And our pediatrician, even though there were so many signs, had no did never gave us any indication that that could be a possibility. And so we just knew we had this really fussy baby with lots of ear infections, lots of random hives, super clingy, had to be held the right way. It turned out he had, you know, stomach aches all the time. He was one of those who was so sensitive. I was exclusively breastfeeding and he was still getting enough to make him just miserable. And so it was the first time that he ate milk, which was in a Gerber baby food at eight months old. I was home alone with him, just feeding him in the high chair, a super enthusiastic eater. He would open his mouth, just picture an alligator. That was every time I would feed him. He wanted to eat, but I just noticed he started getting hives around his hand, really ripe hives. Thankfully, we had some kind of protocol with our allergist. It was basically give him a Benadryl when you see him get hives. And so I got the Benadryl out, stopped feeding them, and just everything went downhill really fast. Started wheezing, became lethargic, wasn't responding very well to me, laid his head on my shoulder, just started kind of gasping for air. I put him in the car. I was like, I've got to do so. We've got to get to a doctor. This, I, And it's so weird because my first thought was, he's getting a cold. It was just, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew something wasn't right, but it's happening so fast. And like they say, those really severe reactions can be really you know, they can go fast. And this one definitely did. And that's been his history all this time. So just got in the car, noticed in the little baby mirror that his face was turning bright red. I thought at that moment, oh my gosh, he's been burned. It's the weird things that happen in your mind in that traumatic moment that just things that don't even make sense. But you just, we're just equipped with this mechanism to just respond. And thankfully, I just did everything right. And it turned my car the different way. I was going to just go to prompt care. And I ended up, we've got to go to the ER. I went to the ER. And by the time we got there, thank goodness, the Benadryl had kicked in and was starting to reverse things. But that's when we had to start getting the testing done and realized that he was highly allergic to milk, answered all the mysteries of eight months of why he was the kind of baby that he was and other allergies also with that egg and peanut and soy and cut things out. I I relate a lot to the moms I read online who are breastfeeding and trying to figure out how to alter their diets because that was totally me. Sad, sad story. 13 years ago, the only chocolate I could find was Junior Thin Mints. Oh man. (laughs) And I have not eaten a Junior Thin Mint in 12 years because I think I lived on those. But is that what they're called? Junior Mints? Junior Mints, not Yes, yes. Junior Mints. So I am a teacher at heart. And anytime I experience something, I go all in. I want to do a lot of research. I want to figure it out. You know, I just immersed myself in food allergy life and management and how to make the most of it. And blogging was just becoming a thing. And my husband being everything I've done tech wise, all the way down to getting this podcast going with you, he has been my help and just said, you know, maybe you should jot some of this stuff down. Like you could start a blog and just write things down. And so 
I mean, I really didn't do it thinking others. I mean, I thought maybe I could connect with a few people back then. Blogs were like the Facebook and right, the Instagram. Right. So I was like, maybe I can just find some other people doing this. And I actually really tried to reach out locally and had no success. I had a friend say, oh, I had a friend who had a milk allergy child. And so I actually called her on the phone and, and I just, it wasn't super helpful. We just weren't connecting. And I remember my biggest question was lunch meat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just like, what yeah. do I feed him for lunch when he turns one? And it was like, oh, you'll figure it out. And I just like, no, I need more help than this. So started the blog kind of 13 years ago as, am I, can I connect with some other people in my shoes? So yeah, things have progressed a long ways in 13 years. And we're so glad that we are helping so many families because allergies did not disappear since 13 years ago. They have only grown and become more mysterious. And yeah. so yeah, it's, it's a big part of our life. That's for sure. Have you heard the latest statistic? I have, I know at one point I had even heard maybe like two out of 10 were dealing with it. I always cling to that, that two out of every classroom. So one right. in 13, but okay. there are actually, I just did read a stat that was, I think they said maybe one in 10 adults maybe right. have allergy and don't know it. So that's become something you know, more in recent years too, is the onset of adult allergy. And yeah. so that's been really fascinating because I have my own as well. So I grew up feeling miserable all the time, complaining of stomach aches, just eating what I wanted. And I mean, it's not anaphylactic like my sons, but I went and got allergy testing done at some point when I just was so miserable, I could barely eat a thing. And 60 wow. foods came up wow. on my allergy list. And so I have had to totally revamp my diet, which has been a wow. huge blessing because I feel so much better. So That's I think that so that great. is a story for a lot of adults. So yes, statistically, yeah. you know, there are a lot of people for us to help in yeah. this realm of allergy for sure. Well, and I have a 13 year old as well. She, I remember going to preschool and there were a couple kids with allergies. And I remember there was this little girl who was anaphylactic to milk and eggs and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And I just kind of rolled my eyes like, oh my gosh, like, are you serious? I really can't send in this you know, granola bar. And of course now I get it. And isn't that crazy? But the point is, is gosh, 13 years ago, it was kind of a weird thing and you didn't hear about it a lot. And now, gosh, it's very prominent for sure. Now I would love to talk about where your son is. Cause I know you guys Ooh. have gone through a lot and I was just catching up on the blog and I remember I ran in and I told my husband, I'm like, maybe egg. We will be able to eat egg because I know your son outgrew that. But how, what has happened with this process? I know at first it was full elimination, right? You have to, I mean, it's life or death and slowly but surely things have progressed. So yeah. How did it start? Like, what did you guys do as far as food and then what's happened from there? Yeah. I'm so excited to share this with you because a lot has changed and <laughs> I, having done this for 13 years, what I'm really starting to embrace as a blogger and as a leader in the food allergy community is the time and the experience because many, many of us want to hop on and share what we're doing. And it's so awesome. I did the same thing as a new mom and it's so therapeutic, but when you have that experience behind it and you can see 
where you've come and share why things have changed and how things are changing. That is, I finally am embracing that my biggest thing is to inspire and encourage food allergy families. And that comes with time of being able to say, this is where we've been and this is where we are now. And we hope that this gives you a ton of hope and inspiration for your allergy adventure. So initially, I mean, I am a very disciplined person <laughs> and we did absolute strip avoidance with our kiddo milk allergy. And he, to inspire other people as well, he did outgrow egg and peanut on his own. So I always like to share that with people. I was cooking and baking and feeding him very allergy friendly with the no peanut, no egg, no soy initially. So tons of the recipes on our website are going to be pretty allergy minded. One thing we haven't had to deal with is the gluten free. So that, that was a huge blessing because I know that that is really hard myself. I don't tolerate grains and things very well at all. So right. I have experience, but I don't ever feel like an expert in that area. But with the egg, the peanut, the tree nut, the milk, those are things that we do keep in mind as we write our recipes and things at Milk Allergy Mom. And also they're always simple because truth be told, I'm a horrible cook and I, you got to keep it I, simple. You do. It is all simple, allergy friendly recipes. And I also Love say it. they are kid approved because if my kids eat them, they'll go on the blog and if my husband will eat it. So, so that was very strict avoidance and we weren't having accidents. You know, I didn't, well, we did have accidents, but they were always my fault. We did not do preschool. We decided to homeschool. I just really, really embraced. I gave up my career in the federal government and just a really <laughs> great dream career path that I had. And I was just like, you know what, this is my new thing and we are going to do it 100%. So just strict, strict avoidance. He had an anaphylactic reaction at almost three years old. I made his grilled cheese with the wrong cheese. Oh my and gosh. that was a huge moment for us where we thought that we could have dairy and non-dairy and just keep them separate. And it yeah. just took one little mistake. We EpiPend were in the ER and then we made the decision to not have dairy in the house. And I right. always tell allergy parents that there is no right or wrong. This is really life choices that we are making as individual families. There's so many elements to take into consideration. And Milk Allergy Mom, just our Facebook page and our community has always been about open-mindedness and supporting families, whatever the decisions they are making to keep their kiddos safe. For some, that will be preschool and daycare and school, and some it'll be homeschooling. Some it will be limiting vacations. Some will be traveling around the world. And mm -hmm. the feedback we always get is that people appreciate that we have an open mind in our community. And I've always been strict about enforcing that. And yeah. we really haven't, we've been so blessed to not have a problem because people just sense that when they come to our community, that we are going to support and love each other on the, under the common denominator of food allergy. And however you are choosing to live your life to keep your kiddo safe, you have to do what you have to do. But anyway, we were strict, strict avoidance few accidents here and there, the EpiPen cheese, grilled cheese day. And then he outgrew some things, which I always think is hopeful for allergy parents. His peanut actually, we also can share in the experience that, you know, we had the reaction, we had a true proven anaphylactic milk allergy 
but the egg and the peanut were things that tested highly allergic, right. but we never had that experience. And so did he really have those allergies? But in those days, back then, you just still avoided. You didn't, food challenges are a big thing, and we can talk about that soon. That's kind of a new thing. But back then, it was just if you test allergic to it, it's true, and you're going to avoid it. So luckily, the numbers started coming down on the papers, and we finally did the food challenge, and we ruled out peanut and tree nut. I'll never know if he was truly allergic to them, but I think for new allergy parents, that's confusing sometimes sure. because there are so many nuances. When you connect with somebody and say, yes, my child has food allergies, your food child has food allergies, you can be talking two totally different experiences of if yeah. they actually have an anaphylactic history, if they break out in hives, you know, if it's a mild reaction, right. uh, anaphylactic reactions, if it's just on paper, but you've never experienced a reaction. And so strict avoidance, homeschool, minimizing vacations, never, this one will get you, we never ate in a restaurant, ever, uh, ever. Girl, I'm right there with you. <laughs> My son doesn't even know what that would be like. I yes. mean, I've never even been in one, you know? Right. Okay. So that's yeah. good to know about you. And again, no judgment for people who are yeah. awesome at navigating that and making it work for their families. It was just... I've learned in hindsight, I think I have a little anxiety. Yeah. I know. It was kind of more like, I can't handle this. I yes. cannot be a good mother and handle this when you're yeah. older, maybe. Yes, you exactly. Know? So yeah. I hope that I can inspire you with the, the big picture of our story so far in that things have changed. But yes, for my own mental sanity, being a stay-at-home mom and managing our household, there were just things that I had to have control over. And yeah. people will judge me for that. There are allergy communities who will say, live life to the fullest. And if you aren't acting like a normal person, there's something wrong with you. But people know in our community that we are just making choices that work best for us. We'll talk later. We've started a membership and mom self-care has become a big part of that. I have embrace the whole counseling scene for myself and just mm -hmm. dealing with the anxiety that I didn't realize I had all these years. I don't know when it really started, but I really just, that was something that was really healthy for me to deal with in recent time. And I've taken that into our group and our membership. And we just they make that a really big priority for moms too. But this is the really cool part. So we did the strict avoidance and our allergist is an amazing allergist. We've been with her for 13 years and she was, she does research. She has a trial clinic, just really cutting edge and board certified allergist immunologist, just brilliant lady and just treats her patients on an individual basis, which is another nuance in food allergy as, yeah. as a leader and talking with families is your experience with an allergist can be a completely different experience than your online friends are having. And that took me a while to realize too, because I just took for granted that mine was amazing. And I did not realize that there were families out there really not getting the kind of help they wanted. And so we also do a lot of that at Milk Allergy Mom now is just really stressing that we have choices and we need to find a good fit and that you can have goals for your allergy life and there are doctors that can help you meet those. So Dr. Siri said, you know, you have been doing everything right. <laughs> you have strictly avoided. You have not had 
accidents, very many, and his numbers are not coming down and his numbers are sometimes going higher and there's more we can do. So if you are, I know that you're super cautious and you are fine living like this and you're content, but just know that there are things now where we can just really try to bring down his allergy response. And I think that it would work for him. And that was exciting to hear, but also just scary because as limiting as allergy life is, I hear this from all of our moms, you kind of get comfortable. You do. Strictly avoiding and deciding we're not going to do this and we're not going to do this. And this is how we're going to do this. You, after 13 years, you get in a routine and anything, even if it means more freedom and more exciting adventures for you. It's like, what? I don't, I don't want to learn something new. The strict avoidance is right. It's not not going there right now. I'm good. I'm good. But another thing that I am just again, embracing as somebody who is stuck with this and thank God, I just, there's so many times with doing milk allergy mom where it's just like, why am I doing this? (laughs) I know I want to help people, but this is just exhausting. But I am so glad that we have because so much has come around the corner that I just want families to have this hope. And this information is, you know, we allergy moms get comfortable. We embrace it. We decide we're going to find the silver linings. We're going to make the most of it. We're going to teach our kids that this is okay. Everybody has problems they have to deal with. This just happens to be ours. But when you have a 10, 11, 12 year old, you, and this happened to me, and this is what I want to share, but it also is happening to many more allergy families. And so I'm starting to just wonder if this is a trend that we're Mm going to have to pay attention to is your kid that has the food allergy starts to realize they have their own opinion about this. Wow. Oh boy. I'm not ready for (laughs) that. And it is powerful because I spent a year with my kiddo who really is not an emotional kid. I mean, he is like I am. He's a thinker. He's not really emotional. Nothing bothers him. He's not sensitive, but he would go to bed at night and it started about age 10 and he would cry. And I would go in and I'd be like, buddy, you know, what's wrong? He's like, I just wish I could eat pizza. (laughs) I just wish I could have gone to that birthday party. I just wish someday I could taste what ice cream tastes like. And you know, for oh, a year, man. I was just like, kiddo, it's okay. You know, the thing that we don't want to do when our kids do that is to tell them that they shouldn't feel like that or they shouldn't right. think like that because you have to validate those feelings. Those feelings sure. are real. So, I mean, I had to do a lot of deep soul searching on how do I handle this? I do not want to just gloss over this. You know, we need to right. really figure this out. And so, I tell, you know, especially inside of our member group where we're really digging deeper about allergy life, you know, we had to really, we had to look at that and we had to figure out what to do. So when Dr. Siri was starting to say, I think I have some solutions that you may want to look at. If I had chosen as an allergy mom, the next step, I would have been like, nope, we're good. We got this, we got this in the bag. We're good. But I started listening to my kiddo and I was like, and my husband, you know, our spouses are a huge 
part of this. this I know. Somehow they're always the most level-headed. How is that I know. Possible? Totally. You know? And so my husband, so we were like, Dr. Siri, what have you got? And basically it was this oral immunotherapy, the OIT that we're starting to hear about. Yeah, I'm hearing about that, it. That you can desensitize them strategically under doctor supervision. Oh, it terrifies me though. I'm telling oh, you. Terrifies me. I'm like, you want to give my kid milk? Are you kidding me? Like what? I know. I know. I used to have readers who would say, I've got this little Facebook page. I would like you to follow it. We're doing this therapy. It's amazing. We didn't take a new job and move because we have to stay here with this doctor who's going to do this. And I would follow them. And I would just, in my head, I was thinking what you're thinking. I was thinking one, I'm not brave enough to do that. And two, it's not going to work. You know, I kept thinking these are people who haven't had anaphylactic right. uh, reactions. Right. have it as bad as my kid. No, these yeah. people must not have had to use an EpiPen. These people must not have almost lost their baby to an allergic reaction. I am not these people. But a little side note to add in all this, my father-in-law is a doctor and he ended up working at our allergist office as oh we were gosh. deciding. Wow. Yes, he sort of, you know, encouraged us to keep considering it and doing research and just working on it on the side. He's retired high-risk OB doctor. And in all of our pursuits of figuring out if this was a right fit for us, he's just like, ended up working <laughs> in our allergist office. wild. Oh my goodness. I know. Such a blessing. And so many things just came together. I'm like, it just, this was beyond my control. As an allergy mom, of course, I'm a control freak, but things just beyond my control where my child wanted this. My mm-hmm. husband said, I will take the lead on this. You don't have to be in control of it. I will handle it. Let's do this. And I'm going to make sure that you're comfortable doing it. My father-in-law saying, I'm a doctor. I will go back to work and we will explore this and make sure it's safe. Dr. Siri saying, we are starting to do trials and uh, herself, you know, she was right. running these trials in her office and saying Miles was a good candidate. So with all that said, we started that uh, year and, oh man, I wish I had this. You know, when you, this is your whole life and you know every single detail, then as yeah. start, things start to go your way, we have loosened up on so many things. We wow. eat in restaurants. We go on vacations. I'm really thinking about what school looks like for us in the future. And one, it's like the craziest thing because it's so different than what we've been experiencing. But on the other hand, it feels so normal and just real life to me. That yeah, your new routine, your new, yeah, new thing. Yeah, it's so weird how you can just like, I feel like this rubber band has been like pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled. And somehow we're like just snapping back to like normal life that I dreamed that we would have before wow. we had kids. and like this is our life now. And so I do still take the pictures and I do, and we still have so far to go. Don't think that we aren't uber cautious and we aren't reading labels. We are not eating dairy freely or anything. He has to take a dose every day. So he does actually consume dairy every day. He consumes dairy every day. And that has been a year and a half. Unbelievable. So he outgrew peanut and egg on his own. And, uh-huh, yes. And I think I read that he developed a cashew allergy. Yes. Later, yes. Highly allergic. And so, but now it's just milk and cashew, correct? It is. He reacted to a cashew. He didn't test allergic to tree nuts, 
So we quit testing for them. And then when he was seven, I, Jeff, of course, why do we do this? I let him have these new nuts when Jeff was, my husband was out of town on a business trip. Like who would do that? And why do I do that? And you're like, what is happening? So anyway, he had like five of them. And in hindsight, it was, we should have EpiPened. So something I'm able to share with moms, you know, in hindsight, these were the reaction symptoms and we should have done Epi. He So we got tested. He tested highly allergic to cashew, highly allergic to other nuts. This was age seven and she said, avoid all nuts. And my kiddo, seven years old in the allergy office says, kind of tugs on me and says, but mom, what about almond milk? <laughs> because he was drinking almond milk. We had progressed from rice milk to soy milk to almond milk. And again, 13 years ago, like rice milk was about our yeah. only option. And then soy was coming on scene and now all these wonderful options with coconut and all the oh, different things. But yeah. I know. Oh, milk now. Okay, pea milk. That one's a good yeah. one. <laughs> and I think I saw hemp milk. I mean, they have everything. It's unbelievable. Dr. Siri said, if almond milk is working for you, just keep doing it. But if you see it, if we see any problems come up that we can't explain, one thing we might want to consider is the almond. So it's kind of tricky because on our website, we do say that we're tree nut allergy, but then we drink almond milk. And actually, I've heard that that's pretty common. And I always tell our... Moms too, I've done some polls, but it is not uncommon for a milk allergy kiddo to end up reacting to cashew specifically. Hmm. So I don't know if yours has tried cashew or not, but it's kind yeah. of weird that a lot of us have reacted to cashew. So I was going to ask you, which allergies did the therapy help with? So what he has desensitized, and this is something that we talk a lot about with our experience. We have a very unique experience because we have a very amazing doctor who has done her own trial work and sets her own protocol. So she is not going by any national paper written up by another allergist. She's doing her own thing here in central Illinois. And this is what makes this special on how we have treated Miles. And this is a big, in part too, to my father-in-law, but, and we talk about it in this way, is bringing down their overall allergy bucket. And what we mean by that is bringing down their overall allergy response. They're just super hyped up to react to all these different things. And are they really that allergic to all those things? Or is it all those things combined that are just taxing their little bodies way beyond what they can handle? And so with that theory in mind, my kiddo, we had to do, we ended up not had to, but Dr. Siri is very adamant that the things that are easy to bring down or allergic responses to need to be addressed first because it's just like paying off debt. You want to pay off your smallest bills first and then it snowballs and you can start tackling the bigger debts. And so in big picture, my child does not have asthma, but when they're talking about it at their office, they want asthma under control. They want eczema under control. They want environmental allergies under control. And under control doesn't mean making them go away, but it means right. managing them. And so many times we food allergy parents are so honed in on the food because <laughs> our child might be itchy. They might have a, you know, a little bit of tough time breathing after they exercise and Maybe their skin is bumpy and, but you know, we the all these, skin, so, but you know. we don't, that, that's, but they, but what's most important is they can't eat ice cream. Right, you know what right. I mean? 
And so, but Dr. Siri's office is, and this is a little bit different than sometimes we hear with the overall OIT and what's going on with oral immunotherapy is she wants to really just pay attention to their overall allergic response. And so what we had to do, asthma was not big for us, but, and neither is eczema, thank goodness. Wow. That's interesting. It is. It's like the trifecta, at least it was for us. Yeah, Yeah. We do not have that. When he gets sick, he gets croup. And it can be really scary. His, his throat responds that way with an ill with virus, but not an asthma. In fact, my other son is my asthmatic and the one with eczema. Interesting. Huh. I haven't gotten into him. It's all on our blog, but he also had like some food allergy issues and it has outgrown everything. In that case, I always tell people, obviously, I'm not just making this up. If my child is actually going to outgrow this, I'm going to take him out to eat wherever he wants. (laughs) So um, it's been fun. And I know you have children that don't have the allergies as well. And so it is as a mom, I'm able to experience that, you know, the normalcy with my other Mm -hmm. kids. But Miles wanted this. He wanted to, he had these goals for himself as coming up on that 10, 11, 12 year old age where I just, I was like, you know what? His emotional health is as important as his physical health. And where you were saying, this is scary. Like thinking of desensitizing allergies is flipping scary. And yes, it's not FDA approved yet, but there are allergists out there who are doing it and kids are finding freedom and success. So Miles has been desensitized. First, we had to do his allergy shots and that desensitized his environmental allergies, which were off the charts. Sometimes we show a picture on our Facebook page of his allergy testing just six months before we started desensitizing. And I say desensitizing as the big picture. We had to desensitize his environmental allergies before we could desensitize his food allergies. And if somebody had eczema or asthma, they would want to have those under good maintenance before they could desensitize food. So (laughs) I wouldn't say a good allergist, but Dr. Siri is a very good allergist and she, the food is last. Like we will tackle the food when we have all the other stuff under control and is it worth it? And was it, is it a huge time commitment? I mean, going into allergy shots was like once a week and three shots wow. <laughs> once a week. And then it would get to, you know, we got to once a month now, finally. Actually, Miles reminded me the other day, at one point, I think it was twice a week, but he wow. wanted it. He wanted it as a, as a preteen and saying, these are my goals. I want to eat pizza. I want to eat ice cream. Grandpa tells me, that that's maybe possible. We never promised, you know, that it would be possible, but we said, buddy, you know, we can try it or we can keep doing things the way we're doing them. And so really letting him have that power to start helping make choices. And just, I was saying it was just the perfect scenario for us to share this journey with a child willing to do it, a husband who would help take the lead, a father-in-law in in the medical field who could just assure us that we were making the right choice, a doctor who was cutting edge, and me as an allergy blogger just willing to put the information out there and share it. It's just, it's worked out. I was so scared to let people know that we were going to try it. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to make sure that it would work before we shared it because that's how I am as a perfectionist. But immediately after that first, he had to get the allergy shots for like a year before we were able to even move to the food. So this is a, I mean, this is a process. We're not talking about two months or something. Wow. Yes. 
And Dr. Siri will say low and slow. And I completely mm. agree. There are some, and when you hear oral immunotherapy or OIT, you aren't going to have doctors doing everything the same. And you're going to have some allergists who won't do that. And that is perfectly fine. They aren't comfortable with it. They aren't trained in it. And they don't have to do sure. that kind of treatment. Then there are doctors who will do it and they're going to do it all kinds of different ways. Dr. Siri does it a low and slow way. And our family is more than willing to do that. I'm more comfortable doing it that way. And so again, we've been in this, I've probably thrown out <laughs> conflicting numbers. I wish I would have written it down. Because like I said, once you start doing this, you just kind of start to just take for granted that this is your new life. And you just kind of live in the moment. You know what I mean? Like but being able to go to Krispy cool. Kreme oh and get a donut goodness. and being able to go to a fast food place. We always order dairy free right now, but right. at some point in our desensitizing, they said you are safe enough now that you could order dairy free at a restaurant. And if it got cross contaminated, it wouldn't be enough to, to bother, to hurt you. Wow. So can he actually eat a Krispy Kreme donut? He can actually eat a Krispy Kreme donut. They contain baked milk. Okay. But he passed through the baked milk stage. So you will wow. hear things about a milk ladder. And so there are different stages that the kids make it to. And so those are all different stages with different doctors. And again, Dr. Siri. So what we did that's different, if I were to like really summarize it, is Dr. Siri started with baked in milk. Mm-hmm. And we worked up from that, where right. some OIT doctors just give you a syringe of watered down liquid milk, um, and you start there. And we did not get to the watered down liquid milk for, oh gosh, at least six months, a process on the baked milk. And so he hit his goal of pizza. Oh my gosh. Wow. I could not believe. And as a, I mean, I honestly go into and we, a lot of food challenges because you're yes. having to go into the allergist office and you're on the next step and they want to see them eat it and do it in very, you said you were so scared to think of doing something like this, but when you go in for your challenges, it's like minuscule amounts, right? You're there for like a whole day because wow. they're working them up to see what watching. their threshold is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're checking their vitals after every dose. You know, I mean, it's all, it should all be done very, very methodically. And again, that's right. why we would never complain that a doctor doesn't offer it because they're not right. comfortable doing it. I don't want them doing it with my kids. I know you need someone that's yes. definitely going to feel comfortable. Yes. So it turns out as we're testing, as we go, his nut allergies are inadvertently coming down with his milk allergy being desensitized. Interesting. Which is really crazy and is wow. really inspiring for families because I thought, oh, well, now we're going to have to do this with nut after all this. And they kept saying, well, there's a chance you may not have to, because if wow. we can get his body to calm down about environmentals and milk, his body may just automatically calm down about nuts. So I'll let you know how that turns out oh. because we'll find out soon. Hey guys. So if you never want to miss a podcast or any of the scoop that's going on around here, go to www.thisloudhouse.com and subscribe to our newsletter. You get all the fun freebies that I send out and you can join our amazing community. Again, it's www.thisloudhouse.com and subscribe. 
Well, I would love to talk about milk allergy mom and all the things that it offers. Cause I know that a lot of my, yeah. listeners, you have allergy kids and PS, you don't have to have a kid with milk allergies to participate in milk allergy mom. It can be any kind of allergy. That is and so no. true. But yeah, tell us what are the things that you guys offer? I know that you have uh, something special just for our listeners that they can yes. try out. So I would love to talk more about that. Absolutely. What we do at Milk Allergy Mom. So we started as a blog, like I said, 13 years ago, 2008. And we just like, we mostly post just recipes and product finds there. Again, always keeping in mind many other allergies because uh, the posts, some of them are very old. And so we are actually trying to clean up that blog because it really was just Jamie's little hot mess diary for so long. But we're working really hard right now to uh, just kind of modernize it. And right, right. Yes, the old pictures. I mean, I literally was like snapping pictures on a point and shoot and plug them in, in my computer. And oh, I love it. So anyways, there's a lot of things that have evolved at Milk Allergy Mom. Thanks to my husband. He got me on Facebook. He made me buy a smartphone, all those things. So the blog is uh, milkallergymom.com and that's where you can just find recipes and food finds. Then we also, so we say our recipes are allergy friendly, simple and kid approved. So one of our top recipes, the thing that made me realize that people were actually reading Milk Allergy Mom after I figured out that there were statistics on a blog after about five years, uh, a very popular post was our cake recipes. And so Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we've said, but milk allergy is the number one allergy in kids. And so when parents like you figure out that your kiddo has an allergy as a baby, that first birthday hits and Fred, what, what am I going to do? Yes. <laughs> I remember thinking that. I'm like, yes. what am I going to do? What am I going to give this kid? Yes. Next to my eating chocolate while nursing, that yeah. one-year-old birthday cake was just totally eluding me. How do I do this? And so I figured that out, put it on the blog, and that was our most popular post, and it still is today. Also, our banana bread recipe is milk-free and egg-free, and it's super simple. So and that good. was one of my first toddler snacks I made. So that is on the blog. Then in 2013, my husband put me on Facebook at Milk Allergy Mom. So we are Milk Allergy Mom across everywhere, except I still have not embraced Twitter. But on Facebook, we still post our recipes and food finds for people, but it kind of evolved into we get a ton of reader questions. And so moms, allergy, parents would have these questions and we'd post them up. I early on just, you know, realized I am not the expert. I, I know I have a lot of experience and I have a lot to share, but our community as a whole has so much more to offer to each other than mm-hmm. I do as the expert just doling out information. And so we started posting reader questions and it just became so popular. We have over 14,000 allergy wow. families now at Milk Allergy Mom on Facebook. And that is one thing that we just keep doing is posting the reader questions and letting our readers help each other. So after so long of doing that, and I would always want to keep up and chime in and I still do that. But I started to get requests where people are like, this is so helpful. This is just such an amazing, positive, encouraging community. And do you do more? You know, they would email me. They would want to meet up. They would just all these extra things. And I was like, man, I want to do this. I love helping people. I love inspiring people. I just have no more bandwidth (laughs) to do any more than what we're already doing. And so two years ago, I just actually, I lost my sister, which was a huge event in my life. Mm -hmm. And it just really 
made me look at my priorities and what I was doing. She had always said, Jamie, you need to do videos. You need to be on YouTube. You have so many people you can help. She would, she was a dentist in Dallas and she would have patients come in and I'm in Illinois. She's like, people, they came in with an allergy and I told them about you and they already know who you are. Why don't you do more with Milk Allergy Mom? And she would just be so tickled. And So as part of being inspired by, you know, honoring my sister and what she had dreamed for Milk Allergy Mom way before I had dreamed it, I decided to start a membership. And that was where the people in our community, it was just so established. And we had been doing it for so long, 10 years. And it was just like, if you guys want more, I want to do more for you. And what Mm -hmm. do you want? And what would it look like? And so yeah, we started a membership two years ago. And it has just it's grown slowly and steadily. And the the people that want the extra help and want the extra community are there. And we open membership a few times a year. And I love it. It, it fits my my passion of helping people more one on one and in a smaller setting and just being able to I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher by trade. And so, um, and I love organizing, just keeping all the content real organized. And so we say it's extra help, hope and fun for your food allergy adventure. And we just keep it light and we keep it just real life. And the kids are involved in special ways because it's in a private space and the husbands are involved. And I bring my allergists in, they do videos with us and we just really spread the word about that's the hope part, that there is hope. And so many people, I did not see this. I started the membership because we were starting our desensitization and my son was starting to, you know, want to be more private as a part of Milk Allergy Mom. And I was Mm -hmm. like, buddy, we have something to share. What if I start this membership and you can, would you be willing to share, you know, in a smaller group, but just a couple hundred people instead of 14,000. It was, so that was kind of our deal. Yes, he would do that with me. And I thought, you know, this is a place where we'll share what we're doing. What I did not expect was that other families would say, I'm so ready for this. This is exactly what my family needed. My kiddo is in the same place. We need something different. And they started reaching out, trying to find allergists like mine, thanks to our videos we were doing with Dr. Siri and her answering their questions. And in the time we started our membership two years ago, we have had families start milk desensitization and graduate. Oh my and goodness. are now enrolled in preschool and mom is back to work and they're oh. still in our community because it is just a wonderful, supportive place of friendship and inspiration. And so those stories just give me goosebumps because I knew yeah. that we had a story to share, but I did not realize that other people I mean, that family that did the program and graduated never heard of OIT until they joined the membership. And so many people are now on this journey with us. So it's really cool, but it's not all about desensitization. We have families who are strictly avoiding. We have families Mm -hmm. who have tons of other allergies and not just milk. And people will say, you know, I have lots of allergies, but this is the one place for me where I can get everything I need. And we focus a lot on self-care. We focus a lot on the fun things like food and recipes and products. And, but I bring in experts and we do interviews and we just really, really try to make it. I just think, what did I want as an allergy mom? When I went online with a new diagnosis, what was I looking for? We just like to keep it up 
upbeat and light and lighthearted, but yet super, super helpful and inspiring. So that's what the membership is. And then we also have, <laughs> I'm super organized. I have my little planner right here. As we're I doing love it. Our I, interview. I need this. I need and some, Jamie. <laughs> yes, I would love for to help you do this. And so one thing that we discovered in the membership is that we wanted to build an allergy binder and we wanted to have all of our information about allergies in one place. And I needed it too, as like a little 12 year allergy mom, why hadn't I done this before? And I thought of it because I was so inspired by our members that we needed this. So I decided I'm going to walk them through, we're going to build a binder together. And it became such a huge hit. And I was hearing how it was helping so many moms in ways that I didn't, I'm more of like a nuts and bolts, like Mm -hmm. just organize things. But what I was hearing from our members and which is just such a blessing in having our membership where it's like this inner circle of allergy moms who really give me feedback and I can really interact. They were just like, Jamie, a huge weight is off my shoulder now that I have this binder done. Tons of them were saying, if something ever happened to me, just short term, long term, where I could not, I take care of my kid every day. If there was a day where I couldn't do it, Or one of my friends was like, my sister was hospitalized for a month and we did not see that coming. We didn't know how to take care of her for kids for her. She Mm -hmm. was really bad in the hospital. And her, my friend who's telling me this has a son with a food allergy. She's like, I need to make that binder because if something happened like that to me that happened to my sister, I, (laughs) it's one thing to care for other people's kids. It's another thing to care for other people's kids who have a food allergy. Right. (laughs) It's like a whole other thing. A whole other world. And so what our moms were saying was, if something happened, I want everything in one place. I want my information all the way from what our kids eat to what they can't eat, to our favorite recipes, to what our allergist has said, to what to look for in ingredients. Just, I had papers everywhere from 12 years, file cabinets taped on doors. um, Oh yeah. In my desk. And so I had the papers. I just wanted them in a special spot. So we built the allergy binder. It was such a huge hit. So I had one mom in our group, in our membership say, I have wanted to do this, look into OIT and desensitization for my kiddo, but mm-hmm. I was so overwhelmed by everything allergy that I just couldn't take on one more thing. She mm-hmm. said, I did this allergy binder with you and we walk you through it. It's seven days of emails where we help you put together. It's like, literally they, we timed it. It was like 15 minutes a day. So it's totally doable. So perfect. So As a teacher, great. I love doing those things, just making it super simple and doable. Yeah. And she said, I can't believe it. I'm ready to move on to the next. I'm ready to tackle this. I'm ready to find a doctor who will do this desensitization thing. I didn't even know I had it in me. But now that all this info is out of my head Mm -hmm. and in something tangible that I don't have to be in charge for (laughs) a day or two or a week. And so we've had people get babysitters. We've had people leave the kiddos with their in-laws, like even just from those fun things all the way to the big things of if something happened, where's all the info? Here it is. We've had allergists love the binders. We've had people take them to the ER to say, you know, this is our plan. This is what my allergist says is our plan. We're here in the middle of the night. This is what you need to know to take care for my child. So the allergy binder, we ended up pulling it out of our membership and making it available to all allergy moms who want to sign up for it and build it with me. And 
that has been really, really fun. So we put a wait list on it so that I can run it with you because I have the participants email me back, let me know that they did their homework for the day. I respond back to everybody, say good job, high five. We give out coffee certificates for oh my getting gosh. the homework done. We just want to make it really, really fun. Then the end product after seven days is to have this amazing binder. Mine's literally only a, an inch thick. It's not, right. it's really just what you really need to have. It's not a bunch of fluff. It's not just going to the internet just to print off things just for the sake of printing them off. It's literally, these are things that I, as an allergy mom, know that I would want somebody to have. And then the feedback from like, the, we've done two runs now of the challenge and just getting feedback from others of, you know, should we have this in there? Should we have, oh, great idea. You guys always... The collective is always a great way to make things better. And so I always love their feedback. And I will add, since we're talking about 13 years of experience, what I realized with building my binder is, it's not just about having the info out of my head and somewhere to relieve my stress. It's not just about if something were to happen to me and somebody could take care of my kiddo. The other day I was filling out, we have a pantry list that we make customized to us and I show you how to do that. And I was like, my kiddo needs this for himself. He it's needs right. This. One day, hopefully he'll be living yes. on his own and have yes. his own family. Yeah. <laughs> we forget that. <laughs> we do forget that. We get so yeah. lost in the every the three meals a day and the snacks mm -hmm. that it need to be safe. And we forget someday our kiddo is going to need to be managing this on their yeah. own. Yeah. And just because we're desensitizing doesn't mean we're necessarily healing them from the allergy. Mm -hmm. We are just helping their bodies to calm down and to tolerate. I say, even if Miles had to stop now, the freedoms that we have gained just from working up to where we are have just changed our life dramatically. Yeah. And my kid is just another, a new kid. He's so happy. We haven't gotten to ice cream yet, but if we do, I'll let you know. Oh my goodness. I so hope he can. So right now it's just baked milk, right? We went from baked milk, which is like grabbing certain donut at Krispy Kreme the right way. Right. And a few things I bake at home, scones, things like that. Then he went to like things with cheese. So Okay. Another thing that's complicated about milk allergy is there's several protein components. And this is also what makes it really hard when we try to compare with other allergy moms out there is my kiddo may be allergic to one component really high, but another component really low of milk protein while yours right. may be flip-flopped. And so when you're doing desensitization, especially with milk, which is what makes it one of the harder food allergies to desensitize, the doctors need to know which allergen, which proteins you're dealing with in the allergy and then how to customize what foods you're desensitizing with. So for in our case, specifically, we moved up to baked cheese and baked okay. cheese is where the pizza was able to come in because when gotcha. we make a pizza with cheese, it goes in the oven and it's baked first. I mean, we were like giving them burnt pizza. <laughs> you're like, bake that in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
and being able to find certain pizza places. So again, it's not like we just, you know, it's not like we're driving down the road and we're like, Hey, let's go eat at that restaurant. We have certain places that we know we can mm-hmm. eat dairy free or certain places we can get something baked where it's the right amount or uh, the right pizza place where we can get the right amount of cheese and the right kind of cheese. Like there's a difference right. between yellows and whites. And so all of that is very nuanced. So we always put out the disclaimer. You have to talk to your doctors. Sure. You have to desensitize under a doctor's supervision. This is absolutely yes, do not nothing do this on your own. any no. family should do on their own. It is, yeah. it is yeah. so, so dangerous, but so doable for so many kids. And so, yeah, I would definitely invite any of your listeners who are dealing with food allergies. The binder is something that you can basically find everything that we offer at milkallergymom.com, literally that URL, milkallergymom.com. They can sign up for the allergy binder challenge, which we are going to run on the 12th of this month, August. And again, I roll it out, not instantly, because I actually want to hold the mom's hands and encourage Mm -hmm. them in email. And so I can't do that every day, all the time. But when I decide we've got enough people on the wait list, let's roll it out again and let's do this for a week. So yeah, they are more than welcome to come do that. I can't stress enough. So many moms have said, I didn't really think I needed one of those. I'm not a planner, paper kind of person. But once I did it, oh my gosh, now I know why I needed this. And now we have people duplicating it for grandparents and all that good stuff. So we would love to help your readers and I would love to help you. Yes, I know. I need that. My husband always is telling me, Mary Ann, because I'm the one that cooks Mm -hmm. and, you know all the things. And he is going to be so excited to listen to this podcast because he's the one that says maybe one day, and my son really wants to eat popcorn. And we did a skin test, but it it was not negative. It wasn't high. And so, you know, we're hoping that one day he can eat popcorn, but gosh, Jamie, this has been so, I know, inspiring for me. And I think that you go through phases, right? It's like, initial phase of you're finding this out and you're kind of mourning your old life. And, you know, it's, it's such a process. And I love that you have been so transparent and sharing that with everybody. And I feel like any allergy mom, wherever you are in that process, whether you've just found out and you don't know what to do, or maybe you're like me and I have six years experience, but I'm getting into where my child is wanting a life outside the four walls of our home, you know, this has just been so encouraging. So I cannot thank you enough. When I decided to start this podcast, I made a list of like my top people I would love to interview and you were one of them. And I just, everything that you have shared for me over the past six years has been a lifesaver. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else you'd like to parting words for the allergy mom before we end today? That was very sweet of you to say. I'm so honored that you had me on today. I, I love talking allergy and I can do it all day I know, day I could do it all day too. <laughs> I know, because I think we, have, we share a same, the same brain. It's like, yes, 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 you know. Yes, yes. And you are so right. The feelings, it's hard no matter where you are. And so Milk Allergy Mom as a, as a platform does help just moms all across, all across the board. And I love that. Whether you are overwhelmed with a diagnosis, you know, that's one of the first feelings is just being completely Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. I think another feeling that we get is just confused. You know, then we start to hear what other people are doing and we compare notes and we just get even more confused. And then I feel like 
as I was going along and as my child was going along, just that frustration. And that's what I was starting to feel as, as we were starting to get more options, that was great, but it was confusing and it started to get frustrating. Like, what are we supposed to be doing though? So I like to think and hope that we are helping moms all across the board, all ages, several different allergies. A lot of times milk is the common denominator because that's one I can really speak to, but we just want to inspire allergy families and give them encouragement and hope. And, you know, one thing that can be hard is Online is so amazing and it's so much more than I had when I was first, when we were first diagnosed and I'm so, so thankful, but it can also become too much for allergy moms, whether you are new or a seasoned allergy mom and finding the right space for you and what you need. There's just so many options. There's people who love to talk about research. There's people who love to, you know, vent in private about people that don't understand. There's people that love to look at the bright side. And so there's no right or wrong, but as an allergy mom, just know you don't have to be everywhere to get what you need to have support in your food allergy journey and just finding the right fit for you is very, very important because the longer we go on, the more we just hear how moms are just getting very anxious. Mm -hmm. You know, I think anxiety is the biggest one that I've just been hearing and I've dealt with it myself with the loss of my sister and it is so real and it can be so debilitating. And we just hear, I am so glad that our space for a lot of moms has reduced anxiety. And that's a key thing that I keep in mind. Anything that I put out there, I'm like, is this going to lift moms up? Is this going to, for the day, give them the encouragement and inspiration that they need? Or is this going to really just send them into a spiral today? And I'm always wanting my information to be what will inspire and help people. And that means that sometimes I'm leaving things out that is important information and allergy, but it's not because I'm burying my head under a rock or not because I don't know about it, but it's because I want moms to be able to stop in at Milk Allergy Mom for the day, whether it's on our blog or our Facebook page or in our membership or doing the allergy binder. And I I don't want them to be in this pit of where right. they're stuck there all day. One, I just want it to be quick, easy, helpful information. And I want them to leave inspired and feeling hopeful for their allergy journey. And so there's other spaces that are like that too. And so I just encourage moms, wherever you are in the season of food allergy, it can be very hard and it can be very raw and just find what you need to function and to to live your best life as an allergy family, whether that's strictly avoiding the desensitizing, learning more, whatever it is, find what is the best fit for you. And don't worry about missing out on everything happening all over online, which is really, really a good lesson in anything online, but it's a blessing and a curse. So we want to be the place where it's a quick stop in and to leave encouraged for the day. So yeah. Well, Jamie, you definitely do that. Thank you, my friend. You are welcome. Hey y'all. So if you would like to join our community on Facebook, we have a special group just for you. You can continue the conversation off the podcast online. Simply join the Life Sunny Side Up podcast group. Just search in your groups. It'll come up and I will be so excited for you to be a part of this amazing community.